Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. What do you mean? That's like, you know, that's totally big-headed. You're saying you're the Messiah. Uh, no. But Jesus is the name. Christ is the title. Christ means anointed. Anointed one. So, Jesus is the anointed one. It's like tagged on as the title to the name of who Jesus is. And actually... The world doesn't need Anthony, but the world could do with more Anthony Christ, a more anointed Anthony, anointed in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to see some things happen that there's no way could happen in the power of Anthony. So is anybody called Ian? Here? Anybody called Ian? No? If there was, that would have been good, because you could have had Christ, Ian. Yeah. The world needs to see more Christ, Ian, than Ian. Some Christians are more Ian than Christ. We're doing it in our own name, in our own strength, in our own power, but we're all about Jesus, and Jesus is Jesus Christ. So that's what we're looking at today. What does it mean? To, that he is the anointed one, and not only that he's the anointed one, but he wants you to be anointed. He wants me to be anointed. That's what this is all about. Now, we're going to be drawing some stuff up there. In fact, um, Joyce, sorry, could you pass me that black pen that's under there? That's fine, thanks. And um, this is something that we do sometimes when we try to explain to people about the message of what Christians believe. If anybody says to you, oh, you've got a church, what have you got a church for, blah, 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 and you end up chatting to them a bit about, you know, well, why, why, when did you become a Christian and what do Christians do? We do this thing called three circles. Nick Duffy does this a lot, trains people in it, and you can write it out on a piece of paper. So I'm going to draw something up on here that hopefully you remember. Best way to remember it might be later on this afternoon, practice it, just think what you could do and how you could remember. You don't need all the detail I'm going to put on it, and I'm really going to fill it out, but just the basics can help people, help you to be able to explain to somebody what it actually means when you say you are a Christian or you've become a Christian because I think we've made it so much smaller than it actually is and this can help us to be able to explain some of that so I'll fill it out but uh, it's for you to be able to think and draw to explain to other people and if if you're new here today and you haven't yet said I'm going to follow Jesus Christ are you not sure that you have we can be sure and you can and today would be the, a great day to do that and uh, if you want to do that talk to me at the end I'd love to pray with you I've got a book that I've written that'll help you to work it out it's called work it out what it means to follow Jesus and uh, just talk to me at the end I'll give you a free copy of that book but it all starts when we say three words this is what we're going to finish with Jesus is Lord say that with me Jesus, Jesus is Lord that's the declaration that's the earliest creed of the Christian church it's not very complicated but it changes everything when you realize that Jesus is Lord so before I draw anything I can't draw God I'm not very good at drawing anyway but but God's invisible God is spirit so therefore I can't draw God um, but the Bible describes our God and describes him in terms of who he is and what he does and it says that he is uh, he's a great king so our God 
is sovereign. He's the king. And the Bible says, one of the shortest verses, God is love. So God is love. He's self-sufficient in his love. He doesn't need to love anybody apart from himself. And himself is not just one God, although he is one God. He's three in one. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. You can't think, well, I can't get my head around the Trinity. But then you look at yourself. The Bible says you're made in the image of God, and you are soul, spirit, and body. So you're made in the image of God, and you reflect God in everything as a result of how he made you. So you can understand it. Now, God is Father. God is the everlasting Father. We're talking in this series that says we're all about Jesus. And we are all about Jesus. But the Father is all about Jesus. And Jesus is all about the Father. Jesus said when he came to earth, I have not come to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. He says, I'm only going to do what I see the Father doing. He was always... Jesus points to the Father. If you want to come to the Father, he says, you you can't get to the Father, but by me. So if you need your sins to be forgiven, you can't just go to God as your Father. You come because of Jesus. He is the way. The way you get brought to Jesus is by the the Holy Spirit. cleans you up. He then brings you to the Father. That's the way it works. So the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Father honours and glorifies the Spirit. And this is so much bigger, I think, than sometimes we've thought about God. But however big you think about him, he's bigger than that. That's what we said last week. If you listen to the video or watch the video that was on, and if not, it's on the front page of the website, so you can look at it again. I talked about how, how um, this guy, John, the Apostle, grew up with a guy called Jesus, went to school with him in Nazareth in Galilee and went, you know, maybe he was in the same class or a couple of years above or something, but he was like, oh, there's Jesus. How are you doing, Jesus? And they went to school together. And then after a time, he started to realize as he followed him and he saw the miracles that he did and heard the teaching that he did. And it began to dawn on him, oh, wow, Jesus is Christ. Jesus, it was Peter who said it first. But, G, but John came to know Jesus is the anointed one. He's the Messiah. He's the one that we've all been waiting for. He's so much bigger than we thought he was. He's the word of God. He's the one who created everything. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So I think a lot of people reject Jesus on the basis of way too small a Jesus. And I would reject that Jesus too. You know, or even the picture that they've got is so far away from who Jesus is. They have this sort of softy kind of blonde haired in a nighty floaty person with a shiny half a plate on their head going around and and it's like no Jesus when John saw Jesus as he is when he appeared to him the island of Patmos he says he fell down as if he was dead just the the glory because he was getting a glimpse of the glory of who Jesus is he's the son of God So God always existed as Trinity, perfect and without needs, self-sufficient, ruling the invisible realm. But then kings, you see, kingdoms are about territory. And God wanted to extend his realm, but there was nowhere that he wasn't king. So he had to create a place whereby he would extend his realm and his rule. So he decided, I will create a visible realm. So he made the universe, he made the galaxies, he made the Mars, he made the marathon... 
He made all of the Maltesers and the Milky Way and all of the chocolates and all the wonderful and and he made all of these things and then he made earth to be a colony of heaven that was his intention that it would be heaven would be on the earth and he made it all perfect but he decided something that would give him even more glory than him just ruling would be if he would create a royal family he decided I'm not going to rule over this directly I've got something even more glorious in mind I'm going to create a royal family my children and they will reign they will have dominion so when he made everything he said let it be let it be let it be and it was it's like let us let us he says that's like the these people humanity and he says let them rule over all of it that's why he created us he wanted kings and queens here then he would not only be the king but he would be the king of kings king of kings that's what he wanted to be but then you read on in Genesis and you see you know the story about the children who were given so much given everything were deceived were tempted wanted to rule independent of the king the, the colony declared independence of the kingdom I read about a similar thing happened in the 19th century Dom Pedro I was the first king of Brazil he was like fourth in line to the throne in Portugal and he kind of realized at some point I'm probably never going to be king I'm one of those other royals <laughs> you know it's just frustrating I would imagine like imagine Prince Charles how bad that is for him and and then he's like but I, I just can't wait to be king to quote the Lion King song and so he kept on going to his dad and eventually his dad says look why don't you go to Brazil you can be king in Brazil that's one of our colonies I will let you rule in Brazil so he goes and when he landed as soon as he landed he was the king and he became the king of Brazil and then after a while what happened is he declared independence from Portugal it's a similar kind of picture you see because whenever the king of Portugal would come to Brazil he was no longer king he was a prince again and if he ever went back to Portugal he wasn't king of Brazil anymore he was well he was visiting as king of Brazil but he was a prince in Portugal because it's all about territories and it's all about who gets to rule and who gets to reign and all this kind of stuff and anyway the story of the human race in the Bible is the story of the children of God the royal children of God who basically rebel against the king of kings and as a result the world that they made the world that God made gets broken by something that the Bible calls sin they run away from God and as a result the world is broken and God God turns up to these children and he says I'm going to tell you what the consequences are as a result you know I wanted you to live forever with me and to reign for me but as a result of you doing what I warned you not to do now this world is broken and it's going to be very hard for you on this world death has now come into the world it's a great enemy 
The dark spiritual forces that you befriended, who were my enemies, now they get to rule here on this earth. They get dominion. I gave you, I wanted heaven on earth for you, but now it's going to feel like hell at times. And it does, doesn't it? I mean, there's still so much residual beauty that we can see in the earth, but even that is just a pale reflection of what was, what, what might have been, what should have been, what was in the beginning. And, and, and that's why even the best of it at times, we can go, wow, this is great, but there's other times we'll just say, God, this feels like hell. That's the bad news. It's the reason why there is bad news. That's why there's been bad news ever since. It's been said the only people who love bad news are journalists because bad news sells. But I get fed up with bad news. Anybody else fed up with bad news? I'm really fed up with bad news. And God is fed up with bad news. And he always had a plan. So he kept on reaching out in his love to the people. And, and sending people to them and speaking to people and, and bringing messages so that they would turn in, in this broken world back to him. See, unlike so many man-made religions and philosophies, the Bible never denies that the world is broken, that there is evil and that there is sin and, and that there is dark spiritual forces, that there is disease and that there is disaster and that there is death. The Bible never ignores or, or says those wonder why, that's why we live in a broken world. That's the Bible's answer. And the next story, you know, as you read it on, it's just very true. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones used to say the Bible is the most honest book in the world. The Bible just talks about, next story, murder in a family over worship. And then it gets worse and there's, there's uh, wars, there's, there's fighting, there's, there's um, child sacrifice, there's children are dying and people are, are looking for life and meaning in all the wrong ways in all the wrong places just worshipping idols worshipping anything other than the true God nations war against wars there's witchcraft practices there's all just sexual immorality knows no bounds it's out of control brokenness in every government in every sphere every family everyone and yet as I say God in his love keeps trying to speak and, and help them but the broken people can't fix themselves no human leader is able to bring the answers and what people try and do is make their own answers they, so we, we you know through um, uh, you know success whatever that looks like or sex or substances all kinds of different things that people can try to, to fix themselves with or feel better for a while but they are all these things like bungee ropes that just keep pulling you back into the brokenness they don't fix us they just show us how broken we are and then when we read on now into the New Testament, we start to see some good news. This is the good news. John talked about it. We talked about it last week. Amazing. What did God do? Doesn't God care? We can feel like that. I'll tell you what God does. God became flesh. God became flesh. The world, the king came into the world, the king of the world and dwelt among us Jesus knows what it feels like to live in a broken world he lived poor in a small non, you know, nondescript place for 30 years he was just Jesus Mary's son the carpenter's boy learning a trade until one day he put away the tools in the workshop and he went out to preach and it was a short sermon not the shortest sermon ever 
But it's still a short sermon. Shorter than mine's going to be. Repent. Change your mind. The kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So this is what we have to do. We realise we're broken. If we repent, that means change your mind. Believe. Believe and receive the good news. See, Jesus is a king and he came announcing a manifesto. He came announcing a new kingdom, that the kingdom had come to earth when the king came. When the king came and stepped into this earth, the kingdom came. The kingdom comes because the king has come. You earthlings to heaven. That's what we've made this Christianity. No, he said, I've come so that heaven will come to earth. I've come because heaven is. See, 500 years before this happened, Isaiah the prophet, one of these people that God was speaking through, said these words to encourage people in a really dark time in the nation's history then. He said, To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. A son. The son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. Is anybody feeling right now like the government is upon his shoulders? Maybe he's not talking about that. I know God's sovereign, but what he's saying, he goes on to say, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. He's talking about the kingdom increasing. That's what I'm praying for, to be honest with you. I'm praying for everybody in power, whatever that looks like. I'm actually praying that of the increase of the government of Jesus, there will be no end. You know, maybe, I saw something the other day, and somebody, some politician was saying, well, if this carries on, it's going to bring this nation to its knees. And I thought, well, maybe that's really what God wants. Maybe he actually wants to break our independent spirit and our pride. Maybe all these times for years that this proud nation has looked at all those other nations, nations around the world, and said, Timpok dictators... And how, you know, those places in Africa where they can't lead and how can they be so awful? Maybe he's showing what pride and independence and I know best ends up leading to in government. And this used to be a nation that was established as a united kingdom under the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So we better be praying. Who wants to see an increase of his government? That's what I'm praying for. I want to see an increase of his government here in Manchester and across the UK and everywhere. And across Europe too. How many of us are praying and interceding and calling out and crying out regularly, Lord, let the increase of your government come. Let let the government be upon your shoulders. Reign and rule. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. I think we've got to pray that because I believe we're in the last days. I believe that things are happening in the nations now that are shaping us up for a new so often we battle against flesh and blood and the devil wins because he loves it when we do but there's the invisible realms that are working behind the scenes in all these visible things that we see so Matthew, Mark and Luke all heard the sermon and they basically put it together because it was only a short one so they remember it and they say it, it was this the time is now the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's so close that you can touch it repent and believe the good news repent change change your thinking change your direction go 
God's way and believe the good news. You know what the good news is? Jesus. Jesus is the good news. Oh, I really could do with some good news. You need Jesus. Oh, I could do with a bit more good news. You need more Jesus. Good news, the gospel, the good news is all about Jesus. That's why we are all about Jesus. That's why we want Ivy to be all about Jesus. We're not about Ivy. We're about Jesus. So Luke writes about this time when Jesus went back to his home um, nation. and Sorry, back to his home village, his home town. And he goes to Nazareth, he goes to, he goes to Galilee. And, and while he's in the region of Galilee, he ends up going back to his hometown of Nazareth. And he goes into the synagogue. And if you imagine this, this is Jesus who's been there for 30 years. They all know Jesus. He's been to school there and everything. He's been the carpenter, makes really good yokes. And uh, they, everybody says that they're really good ones, you know, and they're easy and light. And, um, and then he comes to the synagogue where he's been taught the Bible, believe it or not. The one who wrote it gets it taught, learns it from somebody. Imagine having Jesus in your class. Wouldn't you want, I would, you know, you'd be like, what's he writing? Okay. But now something different has happened. And what has happened just before is really interesting. If you get your Bible open here, you've got it to Luke chapter 4. It says the Holy Spirit has just taken Jesus out into the desert where he was tempted by the devil. Just like Adam and Eve were tempted. But it's the opposite of a garden where they were tempted because this is now a broken world. And so he's tempted in the desert, in the wilderness places. And Jesus is hungry. And he's offered all these temptations, the same temptations that Adam and Eve fell for but he didn't bite, he didn't take the bait. God's goodness and his word are doubted over and over. He's tempted, rule in your own power, do something for your own glory. If you are the son of God, do this, prove it. Jesus has got nothing to prove. And then the Bible says he was tempted in every way like we are, but without sin. That's why he's the only one qualified to be the saviour. And then he came out of the desert with his invisible crown on. And he came to his hometown who thought they knew who Jesus was, but they had such a small picture of who Jesus was. And he turned up now in the power of the Spirit. Luke 4 verse 14, if you've got your Bible open. See, we're all about Jesus and Jesus is all about the Spirit. And now he's, gonna, he's not just going to show up and show them what he can do. As if that wasn't enough, he wants to show up anointed to show what we can do. This is huge, guys. This is actually huge and we need to get it because the church really hasn't got this. He turns up not to show everybody what he can do as the Son of God because every miracle starts now. And they never happen because he's the son of God. He always operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything that Jesus did, he did because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And guess who he wants to be anointed now? You. He wants to see Mike Christ. Joe Christ. Anointed. So... what he wants to do you see is this he wants to send us back when we come to him 
into this broken world in the power of the spirit to go and do the same things and we're going to hear even greater things because he's gone to the father that's what we're here for somebody should say hallelujah I think at that point this is amazing because the prince of heaven came to earth to be the king of the earth he came to defeat the one who at that point was called the prince of this world his name was Satan who when tempting him said just bow down and worship me I'll give you all to you because it's been given to me I can give this to anybody I want and Jesus says yeah it wasn't given to you you stole it so I'm coming and I don't need you to give it to me I'm going to get it back anyway and when I get it back I'm going to give it and this will really annoy him to them back to the royal family I'm going to give it back to God's children I'm going to give it back to the church this is better than you are looking excited about because, because it's like oh man this is this is what it's about guys I don't think we're not we are meant to be now his representatives his ambassadors kings and queens walking the earth in the name of Jesus Christ declaring father in heaven this is how he told us to pray father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven that's a declaration guys that's not just a religious prayer we say we make it like that and we empty it of its power let your kingdom come in this situation let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven that's a declaration we have to step into this and start to declare some royal decrees in the name of Jesus when we pray so he comes up he comes to the synagogue some people think Jesus is just another teacher another rabbi that's what people still today think oh he's got some good moral things he can say to us and we all want to live our lives according to the sermon on the mount even if we have no idea what it means or what he said but then Jesus is about to read the scriptures and then give the shortest sermon ever but the most important I think for us if we hear it the Bible text of the day was a prophecy from Isaiah 61 about the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed king who was going to come and set people free from their bondage. They all love this passage because it, it appeals to their nationalistic hope. It, a Messiah is going to come, a Christ is going to come, an anointed one, and he's going to come in the power of God and bring vengeance upon their enemies. This human leader is going to be helped by God to bring human solutions here on the earth. And they've got, believe it or not, in those days, they had rulers leading them who didn't really care about them. I know. We, we have, they, they, they had people who, in those days, poor, the rich ruled over them. The so-called leaders were just about their own agendas and their own positions and profit and power. And they said things that they didn't really mean. And the Jewish people just begged God, please would you send, send us a really good human leader. Like, actually send us the Christ, send us this super soldier who will come and blast them and kick Herod off his throne and send Caesar's minions back to Rome. One day they said he's going to come, one day the Messiah is going to come. It's all, it's been prophesied throughout the whole testament, he's going to come to this broken earth, the Messiah is going to come. And Jesus gets handed the scroll and they love this passage, but he doesn't read it all. He only reads 
some bits until he gets to the vengeance and the judgment bit and he doesn't read that bit what does he read let's read it put the screen on the spirit of the Lord is on me so I can get goosebumps in worship no that's not what he says because he has anointed me with God feel close to him no that's not it that's not it it's not just need it for me why is the Holy Spirit given to Jesus why is the Holy Spirit given to you and me why don't you stand if you're able to stand just put your hand on your heart anyway and this is why the Holy Spirit wants to anoint you the Spirit of the Lord is on you but he's not just on you now Jesus says the Holy Spirit is going to be in you even better than on you in the Old Testament the Holy Spirit came on people for certain times why is he in you? declare it because he has anointed me To set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Holy Spirit in you, through you, can do that, will do that, will do that. He wants you to be anointed to be good news to the poor, to, to proclaim salvation. Please take a seat again. We need, you know, if you've tried and you've got burnt has to be filled again has to be anointed again today he'll do it see now the shortest sermon ever you drop down to verse 21 and having read the scriptures next, next slide please Benjamin um, having read the scriptures Jesus sits down and says look at the bottom today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing boom it's like short sermon that's it everybody's looking as he says ladies and gentlemen it's me I am what it's all about I am the fulfillment I am the good news I am the king this is my manifesto that's just been read and you can trust me because I am God and not a man that I should lie I'm going to do what I say yeah. do the poor need good news today yes. people are trapped in prison blind depressed all those categories when Jesus mentions them all had one thing in common in that day they had no hope if you were poor born poor, lived poor, die poor no hope if you were blind you stayed in darkness no NHS, no cataract operations you were just blind if you were imprisoned no lawyer to come and argue your case no appeal system you stayed there oppressed is a slave word we just go back a slide oppressed is a slave word it's, it's like if you were born a slave or became a slave you stayed a slave you rowed the boat you did whatever it was without any hope and then Jesus says now I've come so hope has come but then he doesn't just say it's about me and I've got good news although it's true it's him you know he still answers prayer that's prayed in faith he still brings hope he still has power to 
break people free of addictions and, and pull them out of dark places. But if he came here and was guest speaker, the eyes of all would be fixed upon him. And then he would say again, but now the Holy Spirit is not upon me. Now the Holy Spirit is in you. For you to be good news, it's not enough. The Holy Spirit would be on him, with him. He came so the Holy Spirit would be in you, with us, so that you and me would be anointed as, believe it or not, kings and queens of heaven walking the earth and that he would be not only the king but the king of kings carefully hidden away in Westminster Abbey there's an anointing oil bottle they reserve the anointing for one person and one person alone it's that special the last time they got it open was in 1953 under a canopy away from all the cameras Queen, Queen Elizabeth became Queen Elizabeth having been Princess Elizabeth it was such a holy moment they, turned the t- they wouldn't put the TV cameras on it because this was the moment when she was anointed and then she was going to receive the crown on the earth after he died and rose again he alone would be king because where he was physically he would be king that's why he went to heaven he returned to reign so that you and I could step into our domain and declare his rulership he went so you could be anointed are you anointed are we living in this until he returns one day and when he returns every eye will see him even those that pierced him every tongue confess but they're going to say he is king of kings he says the name in revelation that's written upon him is that he is the king of kings so when he was so he didn't come and go to heaven so that we could go to heaven he came so that heaven comes to earth when we pray when we are filled with his Holy Spirit when we are anointed so we need to get this revelation when we pray see the Apostle Paul sums up the whole Bible as best he can in one of my favourite verses in Romans 5 verse 17 it says this and it sums this up for if by the sin of the one man that's Adam death reigned through that one man how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace grace we've made it a small thing we get just enough grace to be saved just enough grace to get forgiven you know it's a bit like God doesn't massively like you but Jesus died for you so now he can have you this is amazing grace is transforming grace is the power of God inside of me that enables me to be everything God calls me to be and do everything that God calls me to do that's grace so if, if you haven't if you feel you can't do this get more grace there's an abundant provision he's never going to run out of grace there's enough get the gift because if we the clue is highlighted say it with me how through the one man Jesus Christ he wants us to bring the ruling reign of Jesus Christ into every situation every, every, every broken situation you can declare Jesus is Lord yeah. Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord over the 
Lord. Over where there's no hope, Jesus is Lord. That's how the kingdom comes. Or will be done in heaven. We declare it to do the family business by the Holy Spirit. How do you do it? Acts 10 38 sums up everything Jesus did. The Apostle Peter's preaching. Read it with me. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him that's how he wants to do it through us go about doing good pray for healing somebody's oppressed go and set them free he'll prompt you the Holy Spirit inside of us wants to speak to us and lead us and guide us because the Holy Spirit and power are inside of us and wants to be so so the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you on the inside and he says hey get up and pray I, I want to talk to you about something I want to will you pray about that situation what do we say say oh, I'm a bit tired I'll roll over oh okay see the Holy Spirit is a person not just a power uh, that person's poor Holy Spirit says can you go and give something can you go and give them something oh, I, haven't really, I haven't really got much myself oh okay Holy Spirit says See, we, we talk about the Holy Spirit as like it is a power, but it's not an it. He's a person. And he lives inside of you and he wants to speak to you. And the more, you, more he speaks to you, the more you listen, the more you'll see. Yeah. The more you hear, the more you'll see. He'll, he'll, so often, there's times when he'll say to me, ring that person, call that person, text that person, speak to that person. And I'll go, oh no, a bit busy. Oh, they won't want it. Oh, I don't, I won't how many times do I regret it every time yeah. there's been times when I've thought go and see that person this little thing inside of me and, I, and then you know what now I can't go and see that person because they're not here anymore now they are in heaven waiting to come to earth to rule with Jesus we need to get to know the person who lives inside of us better because he wants Jesus wants us to do even greater things than him next verse John 14 verse 12 this is staggering this is amazing this is the glory of a king is that his subjects flourish and that they get to do not only what he's done but even greater things so he says whoever believes in me not knows more bible than other people no whoever works I've been doing and they will do even greater I'm going to the Father. Early church believed it. Early church. Peter, you know, it says his shadow got healed. It's like, you know, we don't see that happening. Oh, miracles, resurrections, amazing things, greater things. Jesus loves it. He wants us to go into more and more of who we are in him because he is the only one who can turn the world from its brokenness into the wholeness and fullness and it starts when we stop shrugging off God speaking to us when he says now is the time of my favour now is the day right now I can use you so if you want to receive the Holy Spirit today if you want to receive more of the Holy Spirit how do we pray well sometimes we've prayed come Holy Spirit and that's a good prayer but actually you 
himself and points towards Jesus. The way you get more Holy Spirit is to get more of Jesus. You declare Jesus is Lord. So, staying seated. Put your hands on your heart if you want to. Because this is where, you know, the, the biblical word talks about heart as being your soul, the seat of who you really are. And if we ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins, which he does, and then if the Holy Spirit anoints us and fills us, and he will, then we, we can start to see the same things that he did, because that's his intention now, is that he would rule and reign through us. The Holy Spirit speaks to you, through you, and the voice gets louder and louder, and you get to see some greater work. So if you want to see that, where you are, where you live, in, in the world, in the domain that he's given you, the sphere of influence, whether it's in school, in, on your street, in the workplace, as well as here. Jesus is Lord. Lord. This is how it all starts, but we never stop declaring Jesus. As if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord salvation comes and that word salvation is not just becoming a Christian it's being one it's living as one it's living as a Christ and you Christ and whatever your name and anointed you the anointed you and I just pray now where you are the anointing to rest upon you the anointing that breaks every yoke the anointing to set captives free including yourself may the anointing break off every bondage everybody if there's unforgiveness that needs to be dealt with let that go in the name of Jesus if there's hurts that need to be healed let them be helped in the name of Jesus let healing flow now in the name of Jesus as we declare Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord What's the situation? What's the where's break? Broken world situation just before God. Picture the people you're praying for. Zeus. Anybody else think this, or is it just me? Let's do it. God. Over the darkness, Jesus is Lord. Over the sickness, Jesus is Lord. Over the storm, Lord. Over the broken family, Jesus dreams. Jesus broken world, Jesus. We let your kingdom come. Let your earth as it is in heaven we declare healing comes Jesus Christ you are king of kings and I pray that you will help us to step up into being your children your royal children walking this earth moving about in your power free us 
so that we can free others. Just stir up the Holy Spirit that is inside you. Give him more, give him more, more reign and more rule. Apologize to him. He's a person. If we've been ignoring him, if, if I've been trying again in independent ways, Lord, to and I do it just to work my own way out. When your wisdom's there, your love is there, your power's there, and I'm I'm wondering why I feel so dry and frustrated, Lord. I just come to you. Speak again. Speak more loudly, more clearly. Drawing me to Jesus, who's going to pull me into the love of the Father and then send me back to the world. So that I walk into situations. This promise of Scripture is now fulfilled. As you've heard it declared, it is fulfilled. The time is now. As heaven takes over, and we see the Holy Spirit moving in power to save, to heal, to deliver. Jesus, we're all about you. You are the good news. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to go over there, and if anybody would like me to pray for them, I've got some anointing oil, and Tim's going to come with me too. And we're just going to pray for anybody. Not, we're not going to anoint you. We're going to put this oil on you as a sign that you're already anointed. In the Bible says, from the Holy One. You have it. You've got an anointing. So we're going to pray that you're going to live out of that anointing. If you've got sickness, we pray for sickness too. We're going to pray for anything that you want. You are anointed, and maybe when you're anointed, you can just. And then this week, as you walk out in the world, visible crown on, knowing wherever you go, King of Heaven here on earth, and let His kingdom come and His will be done through you. Please collect under fives. I'm going over there to pray uh, and anoint people if you'd like me to, and um, we're going to worship. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.